Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy one orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is penis problems and solving the orgasm gap. Now, we have addressed the orgasm gap on this podcast many a time. We have talked about why women and vulva owners aren't coming. And uh, what some of the challenges they face are, what some of the solutions are so they can start coming more. Uh, we've talked about who's coming and not coming. And so if you are new to this podcast or you just don't remember or you're unfamiliar, we will be making sure that by the end of this podcast, you know a little bit more about those stats. Now, what we have not done is talked about the orgasm gap from a man or a penis owner's point of view. We have not talked about in depth the problems that some penis owners have, how they show up in bed, how they exacerbate the orgasm gap issue, um, and, and then solutions to help start lessening that gap so we, we can all start coming equally more and feeling good about our experience in bed. Now, I am not qualified to talk about a penis owner's experience. So I've told you many times before that I would love to have a penis for a week, a month, maybe even a year. I would have a heyday, I'm telling you. But because I am not a penis owner, it's very important to me that the expert I bring in today is qualified to speak on these issues. And my expert is more than qualified. Uh, my guest today is Jeff Abraham. He is the CEO of Permission, a fast-growing $12 million company that specializes in comprehensive range of science-backed products designed to empower individuals and couples in achieving a fulfilling sex life. Jeff is passionate about elevating the conversation around sexual health and wellness, by destigmatizing topics that have to do with intimacy, which is great because that's what I'm passionate about too, Jeff. So welcome. And I would love for you to take a moment uh, to tell my listeners a little bit more about you. Like you stated, I'm the CEO of Promescent. And uh, I've been the CEO of Promescent since 2011, so for 12 years. And during that time, we've grown from about 120,000 a year to this year. We'll do about 12 million, and we're on target next year to do about 16 million. I came about this route or this uh, career path rather circuitously. I was the CEO of a semiconductor engineering business and retired at age 53, 13 years ago. And my next door neighbor was the founder of this company. And I invested in and was actually asked to take it over a year later. So uh, my background comes from semiconductor engineering, but I do own a penis, as you did state, 
And from running this company for many years, I've uh, talked to both men and women about how problems with the penis, particularly premature ejaculation, affects couples' intimacy. So I spend probably 90% of my work life talking to patients who suffer from PE, women who are affected by their partner's PE, therapists who treat PE, and urologists who treat PE. So at one point, I was introduced to a urological convention as probably the preeminent expert on premature ejaculation. And I had told him at the time, I said, before you use that as an epitaph on my tombstone, if I pass away, make sure you put an asterisk with an explanation of why that was the case. You know, I'd hate to be that, be my lifelong legacy, you know, for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren going forward. So I do happen to have a wealth of knowledge just from 12 years of working extensively in this area. What a banner to have. What a medal to have. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's fantastic, though, to be able to help people who uh, are having challenges in bed. I mean, that's what I'm here for. So you and I are kind of on the same track. Uh, so listener, we're on the same path. Better intimacy. Exactly. Exactly. And if you stay, listener, to the end of this podcast, there's going to be a payoff. Well, you're going to get a lot of tips to, you know, to have better sex. But certainly if you are having, have ever had, or dating someone, banging someone who has had penis issues, we are going to really dig into them, how to deal with them, give you some solutions uh, for the actual issue, and then what to do when it happens in bed. So this episode is going to be really rich in information for people who are with people and are sleeping with people who have penises, cocks, you know, members that sometimes just don't want to cooperate. So I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. So uh, I'm. we're both drinking something healthy right now, kind of. Mine is a mocktail. Right. What are you drinking over there? Yep. I'm drinking a uh, kombucha infused with uh, probiotics. It's tangerine flavored. Yeah. See, we're staying healthy so we can be good in bed, right? That's exactly right. The better your health, the better you perform. So, 100% you know, cheers. Let's keep it healthy. Cheers. Let's talk about penises and sex. I'm very excited about this conversation, but what I want to just launch in with right away, you've already mentioned one of the most common problems that people with penises face, which is premature ejaculation. But what is the array of issues that people with penises and men face in bed? If we're talking, you're talking specifically about sexual function, so we'll leave out incontinence and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So if we're talking about sex, and it's funny you'd mention that because we just launched an RX platform to have generic Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, because so many people said, you're helping me with the duration of intercourse that I have, but what if I can't get it up? So we have that product as well. But the two main sexual malfunctions, and I'll break down the second one in two different categories, is number one, ED, erectile dysfunction, and number two, PE, which is premature ejaculation. Now, there's a subset of premature ejaculation, which is delayed ejaculation. There are some men that actually can't ejaculate. And there's a lot of women that might say, why is that an issue? (laughs) More pleasure for me over a longer period of time. But if you're really sensitive, and we all should be about our partner, you're obviously going to have a very frustrated partner if he's having sex with you for an hour and a half and can't ejaculate because the whole idea of intimacy is to hopefully on the majority of times doesn't mean every single time but have a climax and reach your due reward for the you know the uh, effort you're putting in 
So, and delayed ejaculation is actually very rare. It occurs in two or 3% of males, whereas premature ejaculation, almost every male at some point in his life will experience either acute, you know, or chronic premature ejaculation. So there are two basic uh, sexual malfunctions of those of us who own penises. One of them be the ability to get hard. One of the ability, secondly, being the ability to last long enough to satisfy your partner. Right, right. And I would add in as far as um, the not being able to come, like I've definitely throughout my years of having sex have had um, a partner here and there that couldn't come. And I feel like there are moments like, oh, God, I'm really being a guy about it. I'm like, well, come on. What's wrong, dude? Like, I'm, I am pulling out all the stops and I am tired and I need you to just finish. <laughs> And make me feel good about myself. So I do. One of the things is, and this is not a myth, this exists, okay? If your partner can't come, even if you know he has a physiological issue, you start internalizing, am I not attractive, okay? Mm -hmm. Am I not good? Am I not stimulating him? And the one thing that we need to have everyone do is take a step back if your partner is prematurely ejaculating, it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to please you. In fact, anyone who suffers from premature ejaculation will tell you they want nothing more than to satisfy their partner. They don't want to disappoint their partner. They're profoundly upset and anxious about not being able to satisfy their partner. If a man can't get an erection, there are many reasons that physiological that's happening. It doesn't mean you're not attractive. It doesn't mean he's not turned on. There are specific instances, like in the case of PE, whether it is hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, prostatitis, you know, low testosterone, those things, I don't care if you're with a Victoria's Secret model or if you're a woman, you know, and you're with a guy who's an Adonis, okay? If you have a low libido, there can be specific physiological reasons that have nothing to do with your partner, but we tend to internalize it. If my partner's not performing as expected, it must be a deficiency on my part. That's not the case. We need to take down the anxiety. Right. Because anxiety, as we all know, only makes it all worse. So I guess a couple of problems that we should also address, and we have definitely addressed them as they relate to women and people with vulvas uh, is low libido. And obviously I've talked about it uh, in how it affects a woman, but I haven't really addressed men's experience of low libido, um, uh, low desire, and that can be really hard on, you know, obviously their partner. So let's throw those into the mix and commit to also addressing those issues throughout this podcast. Uh, but I want to jump pretty quickly to, because it's all going to tie together. We're tying in penis problems to the orgasm gap. Now, I'm I'm confident you are brushed up on the orgasm gap uh, stats, probably even better than I am. But kind of some of the the main ones I want to talk about is like who is coming primarily, and who's not. Do you have those stats on hand to throw out here? We'll be right back. 
My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at FunFactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget get to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady bye for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. Absolutely. The average female takes almost 18 minutes of uh, thrusting during penetration to achieve climax. Then we're not talking about PE. We're talking about the average healthy male and female. The average healthy man lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration thrusting. Now think about that for a second. So even in couples that are the norm, that don't suffer from PE, that's the arousal or orgasm gap. If a man is ejaculating in five minutes and 42 seconds and a woman takes almost 18 minutes to achieve climax, then even in healthy couples, there's a gap. That's why you see 7 trillion vibrators in the world. That's why guys stop, start, think about baseball scores, think about their grandmother naked, all these coping mechanisms to try to slow down the eventual point of no return or you know going over the edge or however you want to refer to it. So, and the one thing I will tell people, we have many people who use our product, our male delay spray, one of our products, and they will say, you know, I didn't think I actually needed anything. I don't think that I suffered from PE, but I tried your product on a lark. My girlfriend bought it. She saw it on here, or I saw a thing. Hey, what the heck? We'll have a special night. I bought it. And I began to realize that even though I lasted long enough to satisfy my partner, the last two to three minutes, I was literally straining. I was, we call it walking on eggshells. The little guy on one shoulder's not yet. And the other guy's going, I'm this close. I want that feeling. And you have this dichotomy of on one hand, you can't wait to feel this pleasure. On the other hand, you go, my partner's not done yet. And, right. and we've had, I can't even tell you how many people that said, I literally was thinking about something else, detaching myself. I wasn't in the moment because I knew that if I really let go, I was going to ejaculate. Right. So they said, once I tried your product, I went from, can I last long enough to satisfy my partner to how many orgasms do I want to give her before I finish? Right. And, you know, we talked about this earlier with anxiety. Anxiety to me is almost the antithesis or opposite of intimacy. You never want those to intersect, Okay. So if you can take anxiety out of intimacy, you're going to have better intimacy because you can literally enjoy it. And we've actually had females that said, when my partner started using your product, your permescent delay spray, it took our relationship to another level. He's into it. He's more verbal. He's, he's really present. Whereas before I didn't realize it, he was so focused on trying not to ejaculate. I thought he wasn't into having sex. Meanwhile, where are you? Well, here, you know where I'm at? I'm over here trying my best not to ejaculate before you do or before you climax. So it's not just people who blow their, you know, load in 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, four minutes. 
the way we should define a rapid or premature ejaculation, if you're ejaculating before you have satisfactory sex or satisfactory intimacy with your partner. If you last 10 minutes and your partner takes 17 minutes and you don't feel like going down and having oral sex for 20 minutes to kind of prime the pump before you start, or if you don't want to have a massive vibrator session, you should be able to have the confidence that you're going to be able to last. But another thing we got to make sure everybody understands is a certain percentage of women, and it's significant, don't climax through vaginal intercourse. And that's one of the reasons I tell people that I don't believe the advent and how easy it is to get porn, whether it's over your phone or anything now, is a beneficial thing. It's not It's not a good thing to a lot, especially young people that are just becoming, you know, familiar with sex. There's the majority of people now have actually watched porn before they have sex, young people. And a lot of young people think, that the average penis is 10 and a half inches long. It's a circumference of a beer can that the average porn star, you know, literally thrusts for an hour and then runs across the room and shoots his partner in the eye from 30 feet away, (laughs) that that's the norm, okay? That is not the norm. I always tell people, I'm really glad that, you know, I'm 66, so I had my first sex when I was 15 years old that I literally hadn't been able to watch porn. I would have been so riddled with anxiety. Oh my God, compared to that guy, you know? And I think the first time I had sex, I lasted 30 seconds and I thought, oh, I'm a stud. This is awesome, you know? And so not having those preconceived notions of what the average penis is supposed to be or how long it's supposed to last and how far you can shoot your ejaculate with deadly accuracy across the room. It was a big thing for me to allow myself to feel comfortable about myself before I started watching porn and realize those are porn actors. So it's really important that people understand that what you see in porn isn't normal. Okay. Those aren't, everyone can't do backflips and then thrust right into anal on the fly. You know what I mean? Oh, but if they could, (laughs) Oh, if they could, trust me, I'd, I'd be, why do you think I take Pilates? You know what I mean? I'm trying to do my best, you know, but it's just not normal for people to think that that's, you know, the way they should be behaving. I don't watch the U.S. Open tennis match or Wimbledon and think I can play tennis like that, you know? I mean, I don't go to Cirque du Soleil and think that I should be able to do the kind of things the acrobats do, but why is it with sex we have this, stigma that you know everybody has to go i'm the best that ever lived oh my god and 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 i tell people that when i you know before i took this job if someone would say to me what's the most fragile substance on earth i would say i don't know some faberge egg material you know those those uh those ten thousand dollar little eggs or you know some kind of uh you know rare mineral no the most fragile substance on earth is the male ego make no mistake about it Every uh, single you said guy. it. You said it. Oh, I'm being honest. I told you I was going to be real. Okay. You don't get any more yeah. real. I'm a guy saying to guys, shut the fuck up and just relax. Okay. You don't have to be the absolute best at sex. Okay. As long as you listen to your partner, you communicate, you really try to satisfy her, you're going to go a long way to being an ideal lover for her. That doesn't mean you have to have a 12-inch cock. It doesn't have to be the circumference of a beer can. You don't listen to your partner and really be in tune with what she needs. And that's the most important thing. 
I'm so glad you said that. I mean, really, we're just done with this podcast now. Now, um, no, I love that you said that. And it's really important that you also circled back to the fact that most by and large, and I think I have a, a stat that says something like 81.6% of women don't come just from penetration. Um, exactly. And so while the length of erection is, it, it is important in that, especially because some men after having, after coming, have this a refractory period where it's like, they're just like done. And women are not going to be done. And I think that what's really important to understand is that there is so much more to sex than just the penis and vagina part of it. It's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You talked earlier when you said just, Mm -hmm. I'd like to have a penis for a week or a month. Yeah, probably a year. Do you, I just feel like I, do you know how many times I thought (laughs) I'd like to be a woman just to see what it'd be like to not have a limited amount of orgasms. And you know how you talked about the Uh, refractory period. Let's be real clear about the refractory period. Okay, it obviously exists, but it is almost a non-issue when you're younger. I, I use this analogy and I make it kind of like with, you know, weapons or guns. When you are 15, 16, up until you're 25 or 28, you're a machine gun, just firing out, as many bullets as you need for as long as you need to, and blah, 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 you know. Okay, then you're, say, 28 to 38. Okay, then you're a semi-automatic weapon. Okay, then you're 38 to 45 or 50. Then you're a rifle, bolt action, put in another bolt. You know, you're firing away. <laughs> you get to be 66, which is my age. You're a musket. Remember, they used to have those things in the Revolutionary War where you put the powder in and then you got to put the bullet in and then you're ramming thing and then you shoot once. And then literally it's when you're my age, it's I need a night's sleep and a good breakfast and a workout then I'm ready to go again. Okay, so I think that's one of the reasons that even as you get older, both men and women appreciate each orgasm that much more because there isn't always another one five minutes down the road. And it's really important. And you know how they say you don't appreciate what you have until it becomes scarce or it's gone. That's true. So as you get older and all of a sudden you're not capable of having, you know, sex, you know, five, six, seven times a night, it's very important to make sure that you get the maximum amount of pleasure out of each episode, each encounter that you have. Well, and in juxtaposition to that, as women, we hit our 40s and 50s, at least in my case, and a lot of the women I know in my age range, like I want to have sex all the time. Something happened Mm -hmm. to me that the hormonal fluctuation also post-menopause, there have been recent studies that just show so much stress is reduced for women in their 50s because we're not having our periods. We don't have to worry about getting pregnant, like, you know, we're more comfortable with our bodies. We're just in this phase of life where we're like, our responsibilities to be socially a certain way are gone. And we're just like, okay, not only do we want to have a lot of sex, we want to have weird sex. And if we're going to have sex with you, we want to like do a lot of things for a lot of time. And so I think that that can be really challenging if, especially if you're heterosexual or if you're uh partner is a 
penis owner, a man in your age, same age range, and they're like, eh, I'm less interested in sex these days, uh, which happens. I mean, I've definitely run into this issue. And not only that, then they can't, you know, you have to have their orgasm kind of be the last thing that happens because they do want to like roll over and go to sleep after. And, Absolutely. and like I can have, you know, a couple of orgasms in an evening and still be ready to play. Like I'm like, yes. I still want to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, what I tell people, and this is good advice for a lot of the men listening and a lot of women should suggest it to their men, especially when someone suffers from rapid or premature ejaculation. I've often said this and people laughed at first, but they're like, I think you're on to something here. I always tell people, put one in the bank before you start. What does that mean? I said, as a man, it, especially if you suffer from rapid or premature ejaculation, give your partner an orgasm before you even attempt to have penetration, whether it's with your hand, with your mouth, with a vibrator, with whatever, because then in your mind, you already know she's achieved one climax. That automatically takes the anxiety or stress level down a bit because you're going, oh my God, she, okay, now we're adding a cherry on top of the Sunday as opposed to not having a Sunday at all, you know, that kind of a thing. Right. But you have to be careful. That's why communication is so key because I've had women actually tell me, I don't have my first orgasm. I like it to be vaginally because it's so intense. I don't have the same intensity of orgasm up. So that's why communication is so key. But work with your partner, find out, you know, if you if you don't last long enough to when she usually orgasms, get her really close beforehand so that she climaxes very soon upon you starting intercourse. And then, like you said, you have different options for giving her a second or a third orgasm and not leaving her going, hey, what did you do? Roll over and go to sleep. I'm still ready to go round two, round three, or whatever. A lot of men, even in this day and age, 2023, are hesitant to introduce a vibrator into their relationships. I believe the feeling is this is because uh, I'm deficient or I'm not enough or why does she need that if I'm good at what I do? I'm like, hey, hey, hey. This is not about in place of, it's in addition to. I guess because of my age, and I've always been pretty open, I want my partner to have as many and as intensive an orgasm as possible. Because so many times someone will say to me, oh, you're such a considerate lover. I'm like, hey, I'm paying it forward, okay? I know that as a man, if my partner is having quite a few intense orgasms. She's going to go, I'm taking care of him. I want him around. Okay. This guy is a keeper. Okay. Conversely, if I'm not in tune with her, if I could care less whether she has an orgasm, as long as I'm getting mine, I'm going to have about two or three encounters with that woman before she goes, this guy's not doing it for me. Okay. This is not really what I had in mind. I'm over here using a vibrator and he's sleeping. I had to pull it out from under the bed and not turn it on too loud. So I don't offend him. I've, I've never understood that idea that if I pull a vibrator out or sex toys, that guys get uptight. It's your partner. It You want her to have as much pleasure as possible. Who gives a shit whether it's your toe, your finger, your tongue, your vibrate, whatever. I love that you started sure. with toe, Jeff. You started with toe. That was interesting. That's a whole well, new. Well, you know, I'm 66. <laughs> I've been around. You know what I mean? I, I'm here to please. Tell me what I can use. You know what love I mean? It. Like 
We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My code explores 15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air text sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium two. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. That's fantastic. I think that that that's true. I've also heard a lot of um, men say, well, you know, they'll say, oh, well, your pussy is ruined from like using a high powered machine on it, which is not there is can back me up here, Jeff. Vibrators do not ruin a woman's vagina. It doesn't numb us out so we can't feel anything. It's like that is a common belief that if a woman, you know, uses a vibrator too much, she won't be able to experience. I totally disagree with that. I tend to believe if a woman uses a vibrator, she becomes much more in tune to her own body rhythms, her own chemistry, what it is that pleases her. And it probably makes her more sensitive, not less. Did you hear Plus, that? I don't have an ego. You can use a vibrator while I'm inserting and rubbing on your clitoris. I, I have no issue. As long as you're helping, you know, to have a better orgasm, I can care less. And it's also fun. It's supposed to be fun for your partner to use toys on you. I'm bisexual when I'm with women and I'm using toys on them. Now, given I don't have a dick, certainly if I had one, I'd want to use it on them. But I think it's also fun. It's like creative. You're getting creative in bed. And I think sex is supposed to be a time of play and interaction. It's not just about getting to to the orgasm. Fun and energizing. One of the things that I like to do If I'm in a new relationship, I'll say to someone, I want you to masturbate for me. And, Mm. you know, and they're either totally into it. They're like, what? You're sick. And I'm like, wait, let me tell you something. I can either through trial and error over the next month, get to know your body, get to know really what it is and fumble around and, you know, and have an idea. Or I can watch you masturbate one time. And I know exactly what you like, exactly the kind of pressure you like, exactly. Because there's a big difference between men and women. I have the next guy that I meet in my life that goes, I don't like oral sex. I don't like to get blown. We'll be the number first guy I've ever met that says, no, I'm not into that. The the next one I meet will literally be number one. The plumbing is outside. Everything is pretty self-explanatory. I have dated women, and this is an actual true story. I dated a woman who had a bit of a hooded clitoris that she needed, I swear to God, 45 to 50 minutes of direct stimulation to have any chance of climaxing. I used to Hmm. laugh to myself. It goes, good thing I own Promescent. I'd have to go get a job at Whole Foods bagging groceries on the side just to use my my delay spray uh, uh, allowance, you know? And then I dated someone about a year later I'm not kidding you, could sneeze an orgasm. I swear to God. It was like, she was good for nine, 10. Her record was 23 orgasms in a night. I'm like, you actually counted? She's like, oh yeah, I keep track, you know? 
What do you have, like a little calculator next to cross this one off? She would literally, I'm not kidding you, orgasm in any kind of situation. Like, it was crazy. And she told me that she first discovered sex. She started masturbating. She was like 11 years old, you know, and Mm -hmm. has always been hyper-orgasmic. So as a guy, and I dated women who were like, I need direct stimulation right on the clit. You know, oh, my God, you know, really vigorously. Get a brick, put sandpaper on it, you know, rub it. And then the next person, don't touch my clit. Just lightly around it, you know what I mean? I'm like, how can that be the same species, you know? Mm -hmm. So. When you're a man and you say to your female partner, I'd like you to masturbate for me. Now, certainly part of it is being a voyeur, and I freely admit to that. I'm turned on by that more than anyone can even imagine. But even more so, it's educational. It's showing me how to please you. It's showing me how you like to be touched because every woman is different. They're they're desires to, uh, in terms of, you know, do they like to be penetrated digitally? Do they like oral sex? And a lot of women are really uptight about oral sex. And I believe that it has to do with, oh my God, do I taste good? Do I smell good? Because I can't imagine, uh, now some of them might be, I'm really sensitive, but I think a lot of women are really uptight because I've had some actually say that, well, you know, I'm not sure. And I'm like, well, let me worry about it. Okay. Because trust me, if it's that bad, I'll be right north of the border real soon. You know what I mean? Like if if whatever, and then we'll talk about, you know, maybe you need to get something, you know, to address that. So I think it's very important. Again, you see the one common theme, communication. Talk to your partner. Talk to your partner. Ask them to pleasure themselves as if you're a guy with a woman, because it gives you a real idea on what her touch points are kind of a play on words or touch points, but you know what it is. Does she like (laughs) vigorous stimulation? Does she like just light touching, you know, that kind of a thing. So again, it's important to communicate. If you have a penis, you know, you really need to make sure you're using it correctly. I've actually had men say to me, I last 40 to 50 minutes. I want to last an hour and a half, you know, will this help? I said, you know, it probably would help you, but let's go to this first. If you're lasting 40 minutes of penetration and thrusting and you're not satisfying your partner, lasting longer is not your issue. You need to worry about your technique. You need to start communicating with your partner. You know, it's that kind of a thing. So it's, again, communication. It's very important to know if your partner doesn't appear to be satisfied, doesn't appear. Let's get to the bottom of it. What is it? And that is, again, someone... That might be thinking, I, my partner wants me to thrust as hard as I can, as long as I can. And and in reality, your partner's laying there going, this hurts. Okay. Like get off me. That's happened so much. That is so common. Men and people with penises listen to this part of the podcast. Rarely is the problem we just need. I mean, obviously we, most of us have had partners who have come before we were ready for them too. And I, I do think that it's really important. And we are going to talk about some of the different things people with that particular issue can do. But even if you have a partner who comes quickly, they can like grab a toy or use their fingers or, you know, continue to pleasure you. 
I would say in some ways, the bigger problem is the person who can last, but just pounds away at you. And there's no intimacy, there's no fun sexiness going on. And most of us, when that happens after a while, we just numb out and we're like, please, God, let him come soon. So I can be done with this. Like that is a, that is a very common experience for women. There's a difference between pleasuring your partner and punishing your partner. Okay. When you are and not the good punish way, the yes, bad punish way. <laughs> that's exactly there's a good punish way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can actually put some costumes on and really play into the punishment part of it. But I'm talking about physical punishment. Literally, yeah. let me see how deep I can thrust and how hard I can hammer for how long I can hammer. That's not what it's Terrible. about. Mm-mm. My clit just curled right up in my body thinking about it. Um, so let's let's backtrack a little bit. Let's actually talk. Like, like let's break down each of these penis problems. How they show up in bed. Let's start with the obvious. The obvious is you just come too soon. Even you know if you are coming in a couple of minutes and your partner wants a whole night of play. It's going to be an issue, especially if you're um, someone who really kind of only can come once a night and then afterwards you're just out of the mood. Or if you're someone who comes once and then you have this refractory period where you just aren't in the mood to play anymore, it's going to be an issue. So what are some of the solutions to this particular problem and how can they be applied during? We'll talk about some of the solutions that are organic, which don't require like additional products and some what you can use products. The one thing I will tell you that I personally love is extended foreplay. I, I'm i at an age now that I'm not intimate with someone I don't care for. I'm not into sports sex. It's just not my thing at 66 years old. If I'm not emotionally connected to someone, I'm not going to be physically connected to someone. And I still really enjoy pleasuring my partner. And that's a big part of intimacy with me. And I love foreplay. If I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm attracted to them. And that means all parts of their body. So I have no issue having an hour and a half, 90 minutes worth of foreplay, you know, and really touching every part of my partner and turning on every part of my partner. And I'm a big believer in putting one in the bank before you even get started, unless she has less intense orgasms if you do that. So I think that's the first thing you do is maybe give her an orgasm or two before you even initiate intercourse or reduce the time to orgasm with extended foreplay so that when you do have penetration or thrusting, then where you're both in that same time frame where you're going to have satisfactory sex. So that's that's one way to do it. Another way is you can experiment doing Kegel exercises. I know most people think Kegels are only for women, but Kegels have the same effect for men. There's also non-sexual benefits to it. Number one, you know, as you get older, some people have like leakage, they'll occasionally, they'll cough and a little bit of urine will escape. By strengthening your Kegel muscles, that eliminates that, okay? By strengthening- Happens to men too? Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I did. I just learned something today. Men don't talk, women talk, women share, okay? We talk. Guys don't talk, okay? One of the things that Kegels do when you have a strengthened PC muscle, the pubic coccyx muscle, 
you have a more intensive orgasm because it's stronger. So those thrusts and those actual, with a man releasing ejaculate with a woman, the actual uh, pulsing of the uh, the muscles that create orgasm, it become more intense. So there's actual non, there's actual sexual event uh, advantages as well. Is like I said, controlling urinary flow, you know, those types of things. Then we get to the point where a lot of physicians before Promesin came along were literally prescribing SSRIs. Now, anyone who's non-medical goes, what's an SSRI? Then you say selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Then people say, I don't know what that is either. They're the depression drugs, Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft. Those will help men last longer in bed. Make no mistake about it. Unfortunately, they kill your libido. They give you nausea, dry mouth. I mean, it's mental lethargy. So when I took over this company, the gentleman who started it, he was a urologist that, you know, invented it. I said, I want to see everything else that's out there. There had been a lot of numbing sprays before us and they were lidocaine based and all they do is sit on the surface and they completely numb you and transfer to your partner and numb your partner. And I said, I want to see what we're competing against because I had tried our product and I loved it. And I tried Stud 100, Duration, you know, some of these other products. You could have dropped a cinder block on my penis and I would have not felt anything. Plus, they transfer to the partner. So the whole basis of Promescent is Ron Gilbert, Dr. Ron Gilbert, the guy who uh, founded the company, was a genius. They changed the crystalline structure of lidocaine from a solid or a crystal to oil aqueous. So when you apply it within five minutes, five to seven minutes, it goes below the dermis, the outside portion of the skin, to the sensory nerves underneath. When it does that, the man maintains a much higher degree of surface sensitivity, and it doesn't transfer to the partner. So you have the benefit of lasting longer without the side effects of everybody becoming numb, which is huge. Yeah, that's a big benefit. (laughs) I don't need to become numb. Great. Tell people that using an SSRI for PE is like putting out a candle with a fire hose. Okay. What are you doing? Mm. Okay. It's like, I mean, so I had told Ron, I said, I want to see what these SSRIs are like that people are prescribing. Give me, you know, a 30 day supply of a, because being the CEO, I have to understand what we're competing against, what these other things do. Right. So I said, give me a 30 day subscription to these SSRIs. I want to see what it's like. And I remember I was dating a gal. She was a financial analyst for Shearson Lehman at the time. And I said, I want to try this. Within three days, I literally was like, oh, my God, I could literally have penetrative sex for an hour without ejaculating. I had to literally focus and try to ejaculate. I'm like, wow, this is pretty. And then I started literally losing my libido. I felt nauseous. It felt like someone put a blow dryer in my mouth and sucked all the, mm. the, I was like, oh my God. So I told him, Hey, I'm getting off these. No, you can't. There's a half-life. You have to taper down. I'm like, what if this is permanent? You know, he's like, no, it's not permanent. Trust me. <laughs> I was so freaked out. And I thought you'd have to be pretty desperate to turn to those. Okay. Yeah, they, that doesn't side effects are horrific. They're depression drugs. You're not supposed to be taking if you're not depressed. No, that okay? seems like a really bad idea. I, I would a say- bad idea. We have documented 2,200 urologists that refer to promescent by name. We're in the protocol, the majority of them. If you go to see them, right in their protocol for every condition, whether it's prostate issues, whether it's incontinence, whether it's ED, whether it's PE, they have a protocol which identifies the problem, talks about how it, the origin of it, talks about potential treatments, 
And we're very proud. We're the only PE treatment that's actually in the protocol. So this is a gel that you put on. It's a spray. It's a spray. Okay. A meter dose spray. And that's really critical that it's meter dose. So you get the exact same amount each time. Okay. That's awesome. So yeah, it, it, now is that the only product? No, 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 no. So we started off with that product and it was very successful. Our next product was a product called Vitaflux, which is a nitric oxide supplement. It has L-arginine, L-citrulline, L-carnitine, zinc, and magnesium. It was developed by a physician, a mm. urologist, and he was giving it to his patients. And one day he said to me, man, you look kind of tired. I said, oh, man, the company's growing. I got all these things going on. It was at a show, a, uh American Urological Association show. So he gives me all the ingredients, all the product. And, and he said, try this. I'm like, I got to take this, got to take this, this, because there's five different things. I'm like, wow. Within two, three days, I felt a lot better because I don't know if you know what nitric oxide supplements do. They increase blood flow. Oh, so okay. huh. It has non-sexual benefits. It lowers your blood pressure. It allows you to recover from workouts better. Uh, it blows plaque out of your arteries because when you increase blood flow, your arteries expand everything. Now, every single vein and artery in our body is covered by an epithelial layer. And it's very supple. When you're young, its purpose is to allow good things to flow, you know, hormones, vitamins, nutrients to flow into your body. And it keeps bad things like viruses and bacteria out. As we age, both men and women, past the age of 38, 39, you start getting hardening of this epithelial layer. When it hardens, it's even better at keeping bad stuff out. Unfortunately, it gets good at keeping good stuff out. So everybody, do you ever notice how when you get over 40, almost every year you have to work out a little harder and eat better to stay in just as good a shape? It's because yes. of this hardening of the epithelial layer and your hormones don't absorb as well. Vitamins, nutrients don't absorb as well. So for guys, your libido lowers because your hormones aren't as strong. You start having all these other side effects uh, that aren't positive. Uh, it decreased erectile strength. For women, they lose the ability to naturally lubricate. They have to start using a lot of additional outside lubrication. They're uh, uh, sexual desire goes down a bit. Their orgasm intensity goes down a bit. Same thing. They lose uh, uh, muscle and gain a little bit of body fat. Vitaflux reverses that. It really does. It's phenomenal. It's our second best-selling product. And so he gave it to me for an energy boost and everything I was down. So the gal that I was dating at the time says to me about two weeks after I'm taking it, are you using some kind of like ED drugs? I go, no, why? She goes, oh my God, we had sex like seven out of the last eight days. And I was 63 at the time, you know? And I'm like, well, it just waxes and wanes. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't mm -hmm. thinking about it. Two weeks later, I'm like, we're up to 13 out of 14 days here. You know, I'm like, whoa. So I called the doctor and I'm like, hey, does this do it? He starts laughing. He goes, of course. I go, I didn't know you told me it was good for it. He goes, well, you seem kind of run down. I go, I was. I go, by the way, my energy level, everything is so much better. I go, my blood pressure has always been good to begin with. Now it's even lower. He goes, oh, no, it does all that stuff. So that became our second best product for both men and women. Love so it's, it's for and, both men and women. Yeah, because it, everyone has an epithelial layer covering their veins and arteries, and it helps soften that up. That 
is specifically to help with erectile dysfunction. Now, if you have total ED, it's not going to make you some raging stallion. But as you begin to have diminished uh, uh, firmness and erections, it will help firm that up. It will help your libido for both men and women. It helps women moisturize. It helps decrease body fat. It helps lean muscle tissue. It gives you more energy because when you're fatigued or you're recovering, you know, from any kind of workout or injury, the best way to do that is to get oxygenated rich blood cells into it. That's what this does. It increases blood flow. It's phenomenal. Then we added some testosterone supplements. They were successful. Then we added some libido enhancers. They were successful. So can we talk about the testosterone and the libido enhancers? Because I think those specifically, obviously for men, but I assume women benefit as well. But that is libido. Not the testosterone, but the libido enhancer. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the testosterone to start. Is that what uh, issue does that deal with the most. A lot of men, as they age, begin to have lower testosterone. It's just part of aging. You begin to have lower testosterone. When you have lower testosterone, you get some of the same effects that happens when you lose hormone absorption through, uh, you know, just aging. So your, your penis is not as firm. You don't have the same amount of blood flow. You know, you lose libido. So all those things uh, very similarly with the Vitaflux are, are addressed by the testosterone booster. Okay. So then that is again for firmness and, and being more in the mood, raising yes. that libido. Yeah. The awesome. higher your testosterone level, the higher your libido. Okay. That, all right. Great to know. And yeah. then your libido boosters, can we talk, are those for all genders or specifically? Well, they're for- separate. There's one for women and one for men. Yes. Okay. There are herbs and stuff and there's clinical studies behind them. So for people with ED, you actually also, I did notice when I went to your site that you now do have a way for people who um, have erectile dysfunction to get yes. some of the Viagra and pills like that through your site. So it can also all be taken care of there. But it sounds like you've also got, can you name off the products that are for um, libido boosting and in- enhancing the erection? We'll be right back. Kick off the new year with a jaw-dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite, Gleam Lube, with code EXPLORERS30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible build-your-own-thruster prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with lassiere.com, where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys, and boutiquevoila.com, where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky, or even get pounded by... Thor's hammer, literally, all for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Lassier, and Boutique Voila and enjoy 30% off your site-wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers. They're actually called libido booster. I just... Libido, right, libido booster. And testosterone booster. They they actually, you don't have to figure out what they do. We name them what they do. We like have a that. complete line I'm of vibrators easy. now too. And our vibrators are doing really, really well. Well, I have a question. Do you have cock rings? And do you think cock rings actually do make um, the, the erections last longer and better? We have cock rings. And uh, 
I had never used one until we started carrying one. So I wanted to try one out. And uh, they really give you a firmer erection because you put it on and all that blood goes and it tightens and it keeps Mm -hmm. the penis erect. More importantly, it can provide direct stimulation to the clitoris during intercourse. And a lot of women don't penetrate from just thrusting. They need clitoral stimulation. And instead of having to thrust and go, where, you know, reach your hand, let me see if I can find, it's doing it automatically. All right. I'd like to sum it up now for the people that came to this podcast and they were wanting to know what the the orgasm gap was. Now you know. Now you know that vulva owners and women aren't having the same amount of orgasms as men. However, we I think have addressed a lot of a lot of things that men can do not only to overcome some of the penis problems they're having, but also to start closing that orgasm gap. I think you really spoke to the need to listen to your partner, to take time in bed, to play, to pleasure the whole body uh, if you want to get her there. But then really talking about the actual challenges that people with penises have. I mean, their penis is part of the sex game. And I think that we talked about um the not you know, coming too quick, the the quick comer, like things that you can do to last longer. And I I felt like you did a great job of summing up, you know, first of all, spending a lot of time in foreplay to start. And um, then you've got a gel that a spray. Why do I keep saying gel? It's a spray. You have a spray that helps lasts longer, but it doesn't totally deaden the dick or the vagina playing with the dick. It goes beneath the skin and numbs some of the nerves enough to give you... Sensory nerves underneath that desensitizes those without transferring. Right. Uh, You also spoke to erectile dysfunction, which I can be, I think can be a mood killer for everybody in the bedroom. It can make a man or a person with a penis feel super self-conscious. It can make their partner feel less than. It can, and when there are feelings, and you did mention this at the beginning, when there are feelings of inadequacy, when there is anxiety, and you bring that into the bedroom, it is a mood killer, period. Nobody's coming. Nobody's yeah. coming. Nobody. And uh, and Back, so you're both probably going to end up sleeping facing opposite directions. You know what I mean? Right. Which is that? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. No one wants that. Right. And so you brought up Vitaflux. the Vitaflux. I am super curious about that one. That one I think is worth everybody we looking into. Did you any of that yet? No, I do not. I have not tried that, but it sounds like I could benefit from it. Well, you are going. There will be some Vitaflux winging its way to you. As soon as I get off this podcast, I'm excited about that Um, because what I love about that is what it comes down to is sex for people of all genders is about the whole person. And we talked about it at the beginning, like you have to be healthy to be sexually at your best. And this sounds like a product that really does address the whole person and then you get to get hard and then you get to get horny and then you can if people spend as much time and energy and money on their sexual well-being as they did going to the gym buying clothes getting their hair cut their shoes their purses i don't get it if you're doing all that what are you doing it for 
You're doing it to attract a mate. Why don't you put as much energy into satisfying that mate so you have a long-term relationship rather than spending all the money attracting them and then disappointing them once you have an opportunity to interact with them? Right, which was something else I thought you spoke to really well as well, which is also not being able to come and pounding away at a vulva owner or woman for hours and hours does not mean you're good and bad. It doesn't mean you're good in bed. Nobody wants to be pounded uh, for hours on end unless unless you're doing some really good, wonderful stuff with the rest of the body during that whole activity. So I talk to um, people all day, every day, having sex, counseling others on having sex. And that is one of the number one complaints is my male partner. All he cares about is pounding me. I don't want to be pounded. Mm -mm. Now, maybe once a month, I want to be pounded. I'll let you know when, okay? But the majority of time, I want you to realize that I have erogenous zones, that I have certain things that really turn me on. Try a few of those once in a while. Yes, do try those. And if you're wondering about things you can try, you can scroll back through my podcast and I cover pretty much everything. You also spoke to focusing on uh, boosting testosterone and libido, and there are solutions to that that are really uh, rooted in, again, addressing your internal health. Before we wrap this up, for someone who is suffering right now from either ED or um, premature ejaculation or not ejaculate, what, what is that called again? Delayed ejaculation. Delayed ejaculation. Any of those things where they're just feeling like I get into a bedroom situation and I am not functioning how I want to. What can you give like two, three pieces of quick advice? Like here's what you can start doing today to be fucking better in the next couple of days or week? I would say there's a couple of things you can do. Number one, get a complete, thorough physical evaluation. If this problem is because, and there are issues, like I said, low testosterone, hypersensitive penile nerves, uh, damaged blood vessels, which can lead to ED, you have to find out first if there is a significant trauma that you have or significant hormone deficiency that you have that because nothing's going to happen until that's addressed, okay? So number one, get a fit a workup by a qualified sexual, they're usually urologists, sexual medicine specialists. Number two, clean up your entire health. Don't be drinking every single night to excess. Don't be doing a lot of recreational drugs, okay? I get high. I never hide it. I love getting high. It's an herb, okay? I don't do hard shit, okay? I don't do ecstasy, coke, any of that shit, because there's severe ramifications to that. Eat healthier, work out. If you're going to expect to be very active in bed with your partner for 60 minutes, and you don't do anything else for the other 23 hours a day, you're going to have hard being very vital and very physical for 60 minutes. By eating healthier, you're going to increase your mental acuity. You're going to increase your energy level. So all those things are intertwined. Like I said earlier, we have people that spend thousands of dollars a month on clothing and haircuts and, you know, all these things to help make themselves more attractive to the opposite sex and don't spend any money making or time making themselves a better lover. It's all part of the equation. Don't spend as much time 
working on attracting someone, working on keeping someone, you'll be much happier. I will sum it up by telling you this. I'm talking about my own life, and I'm talking about a lot of people I've talked to. When you feel that you're a competent sexual performer and that your partner is satisfied, you have an extra little jump in your step. You have more confidence. And I've always said this, and I never figured it out until I was 45, 50, maybe 52 years old. Every time that I wasn't in a relationship, it was hard to find a partner. I don't know if it's this error of dis, you know, desperation or people just sense that you're not happy, but every time I'm in a good, solid relationship and we're having great intimacy, it's like everybody that I couldn't attract before is coming on to me. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then it hit me. I'm like, you're giving off that feeling. I'm confident. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. People want a part of that. When you're not, you're walking around maybe with a quiet look of desperation or unhappiness, you know, and there is something about that, that when you're happy and when you're satisfied and you're satisfying your partner and you're walking with that bounce in your step and you are confident, it's attractive to the opposite sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then keep that partner. The grass isn't greener, baby. Don't <laughs> don't fuck it know, up. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck. If you find the right partner and you are confident and happy and satisfied, hold on to that like it's the hope diamond. Because then you find yourself without it and you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find. And when you find it, cherish it and do everything you can to make sure that you maintain it. My son is 34 and he got married in uh, July this year. I've never seen him happier. I adore his, my daughter-in-law. I'm still getting used to calling her my daughter-in-law, you know, because they weren't even engaged that long. It was like they dated for three and a half years, got engaged and like two months later got married. And I can just see that he's a better person. He's happy. He's in love. He's just, He's the best version of himself that I've ever seen. Nothing could make me happier. And I've decided that I'm finding that for myself because I haven't been in a relationship for close to a year now. And I'm like, I would rather be alone than be in the wrong relationship. Nothing is worse than being lonely in a relationship. Yeah, for sure. But I literally in the last couple of months said to myself, I am going to find exactly what he has. And yeah. and I'm never letting it go. I'm going to cherish it. I'm going to nourish it, you know, and I'm going to hopefully ride it out for the remainder of my time. I because love that. It is. It's your, you're your best version of yourself when you're happy and you're fulfilled and you're in a great relationship. Now, you still got to do all the other things you have to do in your life, but that elevates everything to a higher plane. I know when I'm in a great relationship, I'm a better boss. I'm a better father. I'm a better friend. I'm a better brother. I'm a better everything. 100%. I love that. Communicate. Communicate. Thank you for the share. And thank you for this conversation. I feel like... Oh, my um, pleasure. It was great. Let's make sure everybody knows uh, where to find you, where to get started on this journey with... 
addressing their penis problems and having better sex. And www.promescent.com. And the funny part is there's articles and blogs on edging and prostate milking have nothing to do with our products. We believe that we want to educate you. We want you to have the best sex of your life. I'm excited to try some of the products and to share them with my listeners. So they will be there shortly. Thank you. But stay in touch. And I really want to hear from you. I'll send you all my contact info. Yes, we will stay in touch. And until next time, listener, I'll see you in the locker room. Cheers. (laughs) Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.